0: I must say I'm humbled by the appointment and I think uh, if the people of South Africa, particularly our clients, who really showed faith in my abilities and are briefing us on complex matters. It is a very humbling experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what inspired you to study law, specifically commercial law?
0: Look, um, you know, coming from the, you know, the apartheid-driven segregation policy, you know, one always had to think, to see where one could play a role uh, in South Africa. And one of the areas I felt we needed to pursue was the commercial law, because in my view, um, political rights means nothing without economic rights. And I noted that a lot of our lawyers are involved in the general human rights law relating to, you know, um, criminal law and and other related areas of law, but the uncharted territories were the commercial law space. Mm -hmm. And that's where I felt that one needs to take the human rights struggle in that direction. Because as you may well know, we are new in this territory and I think we need to be involved in that so that we can fully claim to enjoy the economic rise that were brought about by the democratic dispensation. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, you started your own firm, your own firm, rather. What made you do that?
0: Look, like I've said, we felt we needed to create a firm that is unique, that is majority Mm black-owned, that actually represents the democracy of the country in a true sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: In actual fact, we felt that it's important that we define our own destiny, our own way, and in the way we believe will fit into the future of South Africa. Mm. And ours is not exclusive but inclusive of everyone, but in a way that we believe will properly drive the transformation agenda.
1: Tell us about that journey to get where you are today.
0: It hasn't been a simple journey in actual fact. It started many, many years ago from the rural province of Limpopo. Uh, to Soweto and now to santin. but it has been a difficult journey of sacrifice and um, hard work, uh, because uh, one had to defy the odds and the poverty. You know that we find the majority of South Africans find themselves in. Uh, but when you have a direction and you're committed, and you have the resolve to achieve what you want to do the journey is much easier although there are obstacles along the way
1: peter how was it um growing up in venda in lompopo and, and how did it shape you to be the person that you are today
0: i give credit to my illiterate parents because i think uh, they they instilled in me some values despite the poverty but i can tell you it was very tough i remember when i was doing standard six I, I had to wear long trousers to go to high school, and I didn't have. I was actually wearing my sister's nikaboka, which was three-quarters high, and I became the joke of the day. Everyone was looking at my trousers and laughing. Mm. Uh, but it, I persevered, and I could have run away from school and work for the farmers full-time, but I always had this age of saying that uh, where I find myself today should not be what defines me tomorrow. And um, it has always been me, and... Uh, uh, and that's how I've approached things and it wasn't easy when I went to Vets and I'll, you won't believe this it was for the first time I was taught proper English mm. and um, and not only that it was too difficult for me to understand because well for the first time I was taught by a white person and mm. I had a professor Harmon took who used to call me the pink shirt boy because I used to wear pink shirt a lot mm-hmm. and he liked pink pointing at me and asking me for my comments. I just couldn't hear what he was saying because he was speaking with a heavy American accent. So I would go to class and write the date and not actually make notes because I couldn't hear what the man was saying. (laughs) And I had to go and read on my own, and it was quite difficult. The first time I wrote his assignment, I spent eight weeks preparing for it, and funny enough, I got 49%. I was so demented about it And I went to him and asked him what happened. He said to me, uh, in actual fact, he could have given me less, but because I'm a first-year student, it's my first assignment, he just didn't want to discourage me further. Mm -hmm. The second assignment I wrote, I got 90%. And it took me two weeks to prepare for it. Hmm. So I went back to him and I said, what happened now? And he said to me, it's not about how long you read, it's about how you structure your thoughts. And it's... the mm-hmm. second assignment was structured properly, and yes. that's how it should work. And from that onwards, I never looked backwards.
1: A multi-million uh, brand company that you have, uh, very successful. Um, what is your advice to youngsters out there that want to make it to the top?
0: Uh, look, my advice is very simple. Uh, it's that you have to be dedicated, committed, and disciplined. Uh, it's all well and easy to say that, but you need to really try your best. Uh, to stay focused and disciplined. A- and it is possible. And what is interesting is that um, I see this nomination as a way of saying that South Africa is slowly moving in the right direction. I can tell you now, I mean, uh, 20 years ago, this will not happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a sign that we are moving in the right direction. We may be moving slowly, but we're getting there. And um, we will get there. And with the resolve, of all South Africans working together to make things happen.